Welcome into The Son of a Batch, where my 55-year-old mother and 23-year-old self analyze weekly episodes of The Bachelorette with spunk, humor, and multi-generational insight. I'm a Bachelor newbie, and my mom is Bachelor-obsessed. That makes me The Son of a Batch. Let's go. I'm not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why you say I'm yours? not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why can't yours say I'm not the kind of girl? Back again to talk more Bachelorette drama is our one of our favorite guests that we've had uh, over the course of this podcast, Kim Gromick. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me again. I'm so excited to be here. And I got my mom into this season. So when I told her I was recording again, she was very excited to listen to it. Oh, <laughs> Hell I'm yes. So excited. Hell That's yes. awesome. So <laughs> yes. Kim, that brings up a good point. So last week, the title of our episode was, is this season boring? And be- that because of that, our, our last guest, Eric, was kind of bringing up that like he's been watching since the inception of this show. And he's like, this is definitely near the bottom of my rankings of seasons which is, I feel like shocking just in the sense of when this season was first reported, you say, okay, you have two bachelorettes. I was like, boom, fuck yeah, fireworks. And how do you feel? Do you feel like that's accurate? Do you feel like, you know, what have you thought so far of this season? Yeah, that's a good question. So I have not watched since the beginning. I think I picked up with Andy's season, which was still a while ago. And I don't think, I just don't think it's the typical drama that we're used to, right? It's not like the house guests or the men are causing the drama. The drama each week is just which of our bachelorettes is going to cry or why are they (laughs) going to cry in this episode? And they've kind of, as much as ABC said they were not going to pin the girls against each other, you can tell that there are situations where they are fighting very hard to remember, like, we are friends. Before this, we were friends. We're going to stay friends. Right. So is it boring I don't think it's boring. I still think there's, you know, it's worth watching. It's just not the same level of drama as usual. Right. Not what we're used to. There haven't been um, too many villains that have stuck around. There haven't been as many like guy, (laughs) that sounds weird, but like guy on guy drama. You know what I mean? There hasn't been a lot of like the inner contestant drama. To your point, it's really just, yeah, is is Rachel crying or is Gabby? And, And most of the time it's unfortunately Rachel. I think some of their teasers too have made it look like some of these men were going to become villains and then they just never did, which is great. Good for them that they didn't get the bad edit, but (laughs) there really have only been a couple people and they were gone fairly early. Right. Yeah. The producers couldn't keep people. They couldn't force these women to keep people. We don't really know any of these people that well. Um, They got separated. So you had this big division. So I think the drama comes when you're living with 20 people versus 10. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. And I would agree that we don't know many of these men very well. So it's been interesting to see hometowns when I'm in my head thinking, oh my gosh, what? They've gone on like one date though. (laughs) And I feel like that kind of came to a head this week. Obviously we'll jump into that in a little bit. Um, But Kim, who, who have you of the contestants who have you really liked and who have you really disliked this season? I think as far as Rachel's men go early on, I was really on board with Tino, but as his time has continued, uh, I'm not sure he's still at the top of my list. He Mm. definitely seems to know. I mean, I think it was last week when he kind of said I did everything right. I hit all my marks. Why didn't I get the rose? And I kind (laughs) of was sitting there like, Oh, that's, 
unusual. You know, it seems like he's <laughs> in it for the game a little bit more. So he's yes. kind of dropped down for me. I think, I honestly, I kind of forget that Avon is still there. So I think Zach would be the best pick for Rachel, although I'm not sure she will pick him. Mm-hmm. And he seems like too much of a safe choice for her, I feel. Agreed. And then as far as Gabby, I mean, I just love Gabby. And I think she has a lot of good guys, too. I'm not sure. I think when we talk about the hometowns right now, we'll see more of what I think of each of them. But I I don't know if I feel like any of them are a, the best fit for her. I'm not sure if she'll end up with one, any of them long term. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think, too. I don't even know if she'll pick somebody. Which brings up, did you both watch the previews at the end of the of this episode? I did yes. not, but give me the synopsis. Tell me what, what's So happening. what I'm going to say, and this was really in, enlightening for me, our guest last week never watches the previews. So I'm, I'm starting to try to embrace that. I kind of like that. Well, that mentality. I was like, that's crazy because I get so excited. But you know how sometimes I want to spoil my sometimes I do spoil myself before the end of the season. <laughs> oh this my is God. when it happens. That preview made me want to spoil. I didn't, but it made me want to go look it up because the the implication and Kim, tell me if I'm wrong, but the implication is that Gabby quits. I would agree. I and really, I'm not even sure if it's she quits or there's not a man that is interested in an in engagement. And maybe that's why she quits. Yeah. So now I think I should start embracing that because it's been all I can do to hang on, not to go spoil myself because I'm like, what? Because I love Gabby. I I was neutral about Rachel last season. I think I was excited about Rachel and Gabby this season. And Rachel has been a little bit tough to take. So I, I don't dislike Rachel, but she's she's hard to watch. Yeah, she she's not easy on the ears for sure. Um, <laughs> I, I thought that was I thought that was Gabby. You were both complaining about Gabby last. Well, week. okay. I mean, I I think that's kind of a relatively universal idea is that her voice, Gabby's voice, is just really tough. Uh, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> And at this point, you know, we've been watching her for damn near two seasons. Like, I'm used to the voice at this point. But, I mean, even my roommates hearing it, they're like, oh, my God, her voice is the worst. I'm like, yes, I was there at one point as well. Um, but, I mean, she's she's coming around. I just mean Rachel's not easy on the ears in terms of what she says. <laughs> like, uh, the the just how dramatic she is really bothers me. And this episode was another example of that. And I was just like, oh, my God, stop. Um, <laughs> but to your, like to what you said about maybe no one is ready to propose. It seems like I, and I kind of applaud it cause I'm like, oh, Holy shit. Finally, some reality, like some real normal thinkers. It seems like this season we're having people be like, yeah, I don't know. It's been really short. I don't know if uh, we're, we're ready for marriage yet. It seems like that's a bigger deal than it typically is. Obviously that's always kind of on the horizon, but this just seems like it's more upfront. And I'm wondering, is that, a product of them genuinely having less time this season, or is it just kind of the the way the cookie crumbled? Or I, I don't know, but it certainly seems like it's more of a, a a thing, more of a point. Yeah, that's interesting, and you'd almost think the opposite, given that the groups were trimmed down so quickly. Right, they decided fairly quickly in the season that they were going to have to split fifty fifty and focus on a certain group of men and not have overlap. So in my eyes, I thought it would be easier for the men to 
maybe have more time with the bachelorettes or get to know them more so that when the end of the season approached like it is now, they wouldn't be having these hesitations the same way that sometimes they happen on, you know, the full length seasons that we see with one bachelor or bachelorette. Right. Well, and I always think to Luke's point, I would love to see a season where the two of them agree that they're just going to date afterwards and not do an engagement, but that's not the setup of the show. So then you have to question, okay, dude, why did you come on the show? Did you just not think you were going to make it that far? And I kind of think that's what happens. And I also think Tito's parents didn't think he was going to make it very far by the way they behaved. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to really talk through that hometown. (laughs) Yeah. So let's let's start. Let's just jump right in and talk about Jason and Gabby. I have been team Jason, but how quiet he is, it concerns me. How do you all feel about him? I also would say I've been team Jason, especially since we saw their one-on-one date and you got to see a little bit more of him. He is quiet. Um, I am someone who does typically look at their social media pages while they're still on the show, but his social media, he's out there posting photos. He looks like he has some friends that, you know, friends that he does a lot of stuff with. He's got all these hobbies. So my thought is just maybe he is just so uncomfortable being on TV, being in this setting that he's just not even sure what to do. And that's why he's quiet. Um, I like him though. I liked his family. So I, I mean, I, I hope there's room for him in the future. Yeah. I feel like he certainly likes Gabby, but, and maybe this is also just him not being able to express himself on TV, but it just doesn't seem like there's that level of like, oh, wow, like this is, this is the girl for me. Like he's kind of just like, yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, And maybe that's just how he is, even keeled, whatever. But I, and I think part of it too was watching this episode that was the first time, obviously, with him being the first hometown that we heard someone say, like, I don't know if I'm ready for marriage. So immediately in my head, I was like, yep, he's out, done, move on to the next one. But now after seeing other contestants saying the same, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily like maybe it's just more of a general sentiment there. But it, yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's all the way in, which is a tough, tough thing at this point in the show, for sure. I think there was a good line that he said. He said he needs space to process. And he really seems like an introvert, like somebody. And I kind of get that. Like, okay, I'm here, but I'm going to need to step away and just process this. And this is not a processing show. This is a show that you just keep running. <laughs> right. Propose now, thank you. the fire. <laughs> so I guess there's a part of me that really appreciates that slowness and that I need to like take a breath. And I don't know if that's bad. No, I don't think so. But like you said, the way this show is set up, I don't I don't think it's going to allow for that. It's not going to be like, hey, I know I'm supposed to propose here, but can I just like go home and think for a little while and then I'll get back to you? <laughs> don't think that's going to exactly go over well. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he kind of slipped in there and really everyone glanced over it was that he slipped in like, oh, yeah, I almost left. And Gabby, you can see her react in the episode and kind of make this face. And then he says, oh, but I stayed for you. So it's interesting that he said that so early on and he was there for her. He wants to stay. But then all of a sudden now is expressing, well, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to get engaged at this moment. I do think it would be kind of refreshing if he told her that and they could just have a conversation about, 
what their future would look like leaving the show if an engagement wasn't on the table. But like it's been said, I don't know if the show would really support that. Yeah, their their winning couple is the one that's like, um, I'm actually just going to take a month off from you and then see how things go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I I find him interesting. I thought his his dad was really sweet. His mom was really sweet. I also wonder if his parents are separated right now. If that also makes you pause a little bit, you know, that your parents are having a tough time and um, you're trying to figure all of that out. So that one was a pretty mellow date. I thought. Yeah, pretty mellow. You could see at the end, his mom was like, well, I mean, you might not be ready, but also kind of don't mess this up. Don't not be ready and then lose her. So it was interesting to see how much his family really liked Gabby. I mean, I think that's probably one of the best hometown like acceptance into a family that I've ever seen. So I I did like that for Gabby. I feel like that was true across the board as well. It seemed like with all her hometowns like the families just loved her and we're like yeah yeah welcome in gabby and obviously not the same for rachel to a dramatic effect but <laughs> yes very true so let's move to rachel and zach they went to anaheim california he takes her biking again which she seemed less than thrilled with and that but he they rode to a place where they could watch airplanes and that's kind of their their like connection that was their early connection that they're they both watched airplanes take off with their fathers. What also, you- I just quickly on that, I don't think that's that uncommon. Isn't that like a <laughs> relatively common thing people do? <laughs> I mean, I guess I get that it's like, oh, we did it with our dads and that's special. But like, I know plenty of people who go do that and just sit and watch planes take off and land. Like, I, I would agree in that I I think they both were like, oh my gosh, this is the one in a million thing, which right. is not exactly <laughs> It is an interesting move on his end, though, to essentially replicate both the dates they had, right? Like biking and then the airplanes that they talked about on their first date. So I don't know if he was doing that to really emphasize the connection they made at those times. But I thought that was different. It wasn't really showing off his town necessarily, but more just repeating what they've done. Yeah. I think she's crazy if she doesn't pick him. He's the only one that's ready. Out of the entire group, he is the only person that's ready to go the extra, you know, go the full mile and get engaged. But do you not find yourself being bored by Zach? Because like I don't even I mentally check out during their dates because he I like I just find their connection to be boring. I find him to be kind of boring. To exactly what Kim said, he just did the same dates over again. Like. Like last week on, on the podcast, Eric and I struggled. You were like, what did you think of, of Zach's date? And we were like, what did they do again? Like, it's just, he's not exciting, which is why I feel like she's not going to pick him. The exciting pick, maybe Avon is going to throw a wrench into things. I'm sure because he's the last one shown and they're saving it for next episode. That's true. But um, for of these ones, I feel like Tino is the way more exciting pick. Like there's just more chemistry. There's more fireworks. There's more, it's more forbidden now. But um, oh my god! Yeah. If they keep picking the forbidden fruit as the guy, like Nate and Michelle, I just—we all watched the train wreck happen before it happens. You are then, so not over Nate and Michelle. It is. So I am fun. not over it. I'm so pissed off about it. I'm like, oh my god. she brings I it up it. every I was week. Very and... upset about that one too. <laughs> I was like, Michelle, you were supposed to be better. <laughs> Mom, if, I will say though, if you're relying on Rachel to be your cool-headed like calculated pick like that's that's not her that's not going to be the the situation 
Yeah. Yes, and I, I, Luke, I do agree with you. I think, and he kind of talked about it in this episode, how Zach's really worked on himself. I think he said kind of physically and emotionally, which is really great, but I could definitely see him being very structured in his life now. And I go to the gym from 6am to 7am and I eat this much. Like he kind of strikes me as someone who eats chicken and plain white rice for dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I no, I agree. He just, yeah, he gives off very vanilla vibes and I'm just like, that's great. And all and to, to what you said, mom, he probably would be the most stable, the most ready, the most like whatever, but that's just not what even Michelle, even our girl, Michelle made that choice, like to go with the, I don't know, the risky choice. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't well, see I'm, it. But. I'm looking at his bio that like the notes that we had on our bio for the first episode and it says loves his mom, his dogs and football, old fashioned romantic. He's just like, yeah. Very he's basic. who she should pick is probably not who she will pick. But he's a dime a dozen. That's that's what I'm getting out of it. He's just a dime a dozen. And I well, and one little fun say, thing but. was did you catch that his uncle was the voice of Kronk from the Emperor's New Groove? Yeah, I yes. love that actor. And that's I, I isn't he also in um He's like in a, a number bunch of, of sitcoms. Yeah, like I mean he's he's pretty famous. So that was that was just a wild little oh hey, by the way, my uncle is a famous actor. Ha huh. It made sense too because I've always thought Zach's voice was, um, for me, it's almost a little hard to listen to, similar to Gabby's, just because it's like so incredibly low. But then when you found out who his uncle was, I was like, oh, kind of adds up. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. Makes sense. Yeah. I wrote down one quote that his uncle said: "You go to the most romantic place on earth, you would fall in love with a monkey." And I was like, <laughs> so I thought everybody had a little skepticism through this process for sure. And that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know that's common, but like, it seems like this time around more so than most. And I don't understand why is the timeline shorter. Is it because there's more dudes? Is it because I don't know, but something just seems more skeptical in general. Yeah. Something's in the water this season. Yeah, for sure. All right, Gabby and Johnny, I have a lot to talk to Kim about um, on this one because I am cracking up at myself. So Kaylee is in town and I was trying to describe her to her why Johnny is so much hotter than Tyler Cameron. Oh, okay. I'm interested. So I can't figure it out because Tyler Cameron was never it for me. I mean, cute, fine, nice, whatever. But I was never the crazy Tyler Cameron person. Johnny has this like, I guess if I took a quote, it would be Gabby saying, I know you're hot you know you're hot, we all know you're hot. <laughs> There's something about him, it's almost like this movie style, the way he carries himself, I don't know, but for me, I yeah, I don't disagree. Tyler Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tyler Cameron was, and I think still for many people, is like the number one man to come out of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I think for me, I don't know if I thought Johnny was that cute until their one-on-one and maybe when we started to see his personality a bit more. Yeah. And I think he's got a lot going on with his personality that really makes him pop. He's funny. He seems to really embrace whatever they're doing, regardless of how ridiculous it is. Um, and I think as far as like levels of fun amongst Gabby's men, he's probably the closest to her level of fun, right? Because we just talked about Jason as a little quiet, a little timid. 
and Eric is maybe fun, but we just haven't seen that perhaps. But yeah, I think Johnny is pretty fun, which puts him ahead of others. Yeah. Having said that, I do not think that he is remotely ready for what this is asking for. He's like, oh, this has been great. This has been fun. And oh, also his brother is pretty cute and his best friend is pretty cute. So they have like this little vibe thing going on in the family. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's something about how he carries himself. So I think he's probably the most fun of all of them, but no way is he into getting married even remotely in my opinion. No. And I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing him on paradise this season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking last week about, like, who would be the next Bachelor. I would, not because I care about this, but I would love to see them throw Tyler Cameron into that and just make him the Bachelor and get that out of everybody's system. Yeah, Uh, I've I've heard rumors that he refuses to accept that role because he knows that they can somehow make him look bad in it, too. Well, and I kind of thought, it seems like it's worked out fine for Matt. James. I mean, I think his season was not great, but I think what's happened for him afterwards has worked out really great. Um, but Kaylee informed me that mom, he's dated Gigi Haddad. She, <laughs> no, he's out of he's out of the league of this show now. <laughs> he, yeah, they would have to find. I mean, everyone who goes on the show is absolutely gorgeous. But yes, it would have to maybe be like an influencer version of The Bachelor where everyone who comes on already has some level of status to them. Yeah. But yes, Johnny, I do like Johnny. I would agree with you, though. I And he kind of mentions it at the end of the date, too, where he's saying, I'm not sure if I'm ready. And he was one of the first dates that I've ever seen have, you know, where the they meet the family during the day and then they reserve the night portion for themselves, which was super interesting. And it makes more sense when we see Eric's date after, but for Johnny's, I kept thinking I have never ever witnessed this, but I suppose it's not a bad idea because then you can actually kind of debrief afterwards what happens with the family and have more time than just the typical let's sit on this bench outside for five minutes and then I'll walk you to your car. I wish they did that every time. I thought the end of the day was amazing. Um, I thought getting to sit and process together was awesome because showing everybody your hometown, like, oh, this is where I went to high school. This is the gym I played basketball. Not that meaningful. Um, <laughs> no. So I thought, I-, I wish they would do that all the time. Like, that's like your moment to get to connect and talk. Yeah. And I mean, if you're really thinking about hometowns being a time to meet your family and have them get to know this person that you're bringing in, you'd think you'd want to do it during the day and really give them as much time as they needed to have these good conversations. So I don't know. It was interesting. I liked it. Luke, I didn't say I just wanted to talk to Kim and that meant you couldn't talk. <laughs> no, I well, to be fair, I think that was a good call because I don't have a lot to add to the, you know, the vi- the bad boy vibe or whatever of Johnny and his family. So yeah. no, I think I think y'all summed it up very well. Good stuff. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's go to let's move to Rachel and Tyler in Wildwood, New Jersey. Yes, a date that I think will be referenced for years now. <laughs> I do. I think a lot of people moving forward 
when there's other podcasts that come out, it'll be like, oh, you remember that breakup with Rachel and Tyler? It just felt like that. That's what I think we'll be saying from now on. Because she really, she said, I saw your hometown. I saw where you work. I met your friends and family. Well, some of them. And I, I'm out. I don't want it. She really (laughs) just ran. Yeah. And the worst part for me, he's like a puppy in the best way. Like, I love his energy. I love his excitement. I love how he lights up when he sees her. I love every part of it. I love that he loves that he's a small business owner on a boardwalk and is beyond thrilled about it and has like this huge community. I loved everything about the date. Um, So I'm kind of brokenhearted about how it went down. (laughs) I would agree. I do think he's a very sweet man who... Of all of them, I think would probably work very, very hard to make sure Rachel was always happy. Yes. So um, I, I totally have the different view here. I think, I think, <laughs> I think this dude came out just so winning in this situation. Uh, from, I mean, even from what Rachel said, right? She came in and said, "We're the most behind," and you get that as a viewer because, like, how often have we seen them together? The one thing I can think of where they really had like a lot of time, or like a meaningful moment was when they were talking about how they both love getting their hearts broken, um, which (laughs) was just an odd moment to me in general, but I don't think there was a lot there. And I feel like he saw it coming that something wasn't right. And he just doubled down and went, no, but like, I have these crazy feelings for you, but like just poured his heart out and then she dumped him. So now he gets, you don't have to deal with Rachel. You don't have to live that life. And then you come out looking like, you know, just kind of what you guys said, like a sweet man who just poured his heart out. And he's going to he's going to come out winning of this, whether it's him in paradise or he gets consideration to be the next bachelor. Something positive is coming for this guy. hundred percent. Because now he looks like, oh, if only it was Tyler. But I don't really think there was a lot of a connection there. I think he might have been overplaying that a, a bit. That's my perspective. I think he was in love with the idea of Rachel. Mm. or acted acted like he was but i will tell you he's a great actor if if that's if he was like just ignoring everything i think that poor kid did not know how to read the room he could not read the room for a while with rachel at the end and it was horrifying to watch i would agree that i don't know if he was able to read the room But Luke, that is an interesting point, too. I never thought about it as if maybe he did know. And he, I mean, whatever happened, whether he knew or he didn't know, he handled that breakup with Grace. He was sitting there saying, I hope, you know, you find what you're looking for and you're an amazing person and all this. And was really, I think Rachel said it herself, he was comforting her throughout the breakup which is, I think, something we also saw happen with Brandon and Michelle when they broke up, too. So I don't know. Maybe it is. They're just good guys that can yeah. hold themselves together in those situations. But, but you, I think you, you think might be he, right there with he's he's a winning at the end. Oh, of he this. he came out winning regardless for sure. But did you um like I feel like if you were heartbroken, that conversation with your family would have been very different than it actually was. It was him being like, "Yeah, so good to see you guys." Um, so she's not coming. <laughs> we just broke up. It's totally fine. It's no big deal. Hoping for the best for her. But yeah, so we stay winning. I don't know. I that's my yeah. uh, very what's the word pessimistic view um but that's that's what i'm here to provide that's so, a good point too i mean i think if i 
genuinely thought I was in love with someone and then walked into a room where they were supposed to be my family and they're not there, I think I would just instantly probably break down. But a hundred percent. Yeah, that would be a tough one. I just have put him on paradise now. See, that's what I'm saying. This man stays winning. <laughs> he just got every viewer was like, oh, poor Tyler. We love Tyler. The other thing I was going to say was um, somebody mentioned this and it really hit me that he has Dylan vibes. So Dylan and Hannah H, I think. And he totally has Dylan vibes. Like he reminds me a ton of him. I had not put that together until you just said it. But yes, I can totally see that too. Even looks wise. Yeah. Yeah. So he's definitely a paradise. I don't see him as a bachelor, but I see him as paradise. I think, I don't know who's the youngest bachelor we've had. He's only 25 or 26. I don't know that. I would guess it was Ben Higgins, but I don't recall how old he was at the time. I kind of yeah. think he was around that age. That might what, be right. What was the end of Dylan's story? What's, what's his, uh, he went to paradise. He's he still happily engaged to Hannah. Yeah, he went to par- paradise with his eyes on one woman, kind of like how Ra- or Tyler, he came into this with his, he, he came there for Rachel. Dylan goes to paradise to meet Hannah and goes through a little bit of drama, but at the end ends up with her and they're still engaged. Wow. Yeah. So that must have been really recent then if they're still engaged, right? They've been engaged. For, they got this. That was it's pre been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. So they've made it. And yeah, he was kind of same personality wise where he was a good guy that kind of had to um, outlast the fuck boy for lack of other word. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And look at what it happened. But yeah, he made it. I can't remember who the other guy's name was right now, but he's like a DJ now. That's all I know. Uh, classic. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, I, I you know, wishing the best for Tyler. Think he think he's came out of this on top. Well, what the other thing you saw about Tyler, the way he did that date, you see that he has this huge community of people that care about him. So he's going to be fine. He has a huge safety net, um, and that made me feel good. Like he, you know, he's a well liked person, from what you could tell from the date. So he will be fine. That is a good point. Yes, and who knows? Maybe he would never want to leave his community either. And it could have been an issue down the line for them. Where's where Rachel from again? Like, where can we get a recap of like where the both of them live? I, I think forget. she lives in Florida. I believe she's Florida, and Gabby is Denver. Yeah. Okay. Just want right, to see if that's going to be an issue. I don't know. But let's reel in Eric and Gabby in New Jersey. Holy moly! I don't think we've ever seen a show like this. I don't think we've ever seen a family that open their doors when they have so much going on. So this was where before the episode came, my mom was like, "Just wait till you get to Eric's part," and I was like, "Oh wow, there's gonna be some like big fireworks, big drama, and then come in, and it's just like this." I don't know. I should have expected that. I should have expected it to be a heartstring date. So it go was. Ahead. It hit home for me because I did lose my dad years ago. And so I remember kind of those stages of not knowing status. And I was watching it with my mom, like I said. And the only takeaway, I think a lot of people, they started to go, oh, my gosh, Eric's this great guy. And what I thought was, wow, I feel like a lot of people gave 
Hayden a lot of crap for coming on to The Bachelorette when his dog was dying from cancer. <laughs> Good point. And now we have Eric, whose dad, he's saying, could pass any day. And he chooses to go on this TV show. I don't know. In my head, I couldn't really put two and two together and go, oh, yeah, I can I can separate why Eric and Hayden are different. Because in my eyes, I'm like, um, Eric's situation seems way more suspicious than Hayden's to me. So I, I, everything, when I was watching his date, it was nice to see him and Gabby connect, but I just kept thinking, would I leave my dying dad? And my answer was no, but I don't know. Maybe it's his way of coping as he needs some distance. So I don't know. That was kind of watching his date was, was probably different than what most other people saw. Well, and I, I'm, for me, it was watching the grief watching his mom grieving so hard on that, you know, on national TV, like, so for me, like to have two parents that love you so much that you would bring them into this very private moment of your life just kind of blew me away. Yeah, that is interesting. And I'm curious. I mean, he must be an only child. Is that what we're assuming? Let's see. He, no, his sister was there, but I don't know how prominent she was. And then, and then, of course, his adorable grandparents were there. Okay. Yeah, I must have missed the sister and all that. And then I thought, you know, also this really beautiful moment where his dad, you know, finds out that Gabby's an ICU nurse and he yeah. talks about how important that has been to him. And, ugh, goodness gracious. That was, I did that love was, that moment. I did, too. I'm oh. impressed with Gabby, I will say, for being able to go on that hometown and hold it together. Because yeah. I think she probably really knows the status of him and everything that's going on. So I I give her a lot of props for doing that and for the family for bringing cameras into their home. I'm just not sure I'm totally sold on Eric yet, who I think right now is the front runner for Gabby. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, the other interesting thing there is like you go you go there and yeah, to your point, Mom, the ICU thing was cool. Or like like him acknowledging her profession or whatever. But um you go and you meet his family and it's this super like uh, emotional and, and, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, I guess like a traumatic experience in that sense of like just meeting a, a, being there in a tough time. And so then she even said explicitly like that really drew me to him and seeing how he handled it. And that's, you know, a totally fair point on the one hand of like how you handle a situation, like a really tough situation, but it also makes me nervous of like, okay, because you had that experience and because that was the context that you guys were, were there together, is that going to drum up feelings just mm-hmm. kind of based on the context and less so about the individual and like how good of a match you guys are? I would agree with that. And for me too, I think if Eric had come in day one, went up to Gabby and said, I'm here for you, but here's also like my situation and that if you know it's not me, please let me go so I can go home. But if you right. think it's me, I'd love to explore this and love to have a chance to introduce you to my family. Cause I think for Eric, it's going to be significant in that if they end up together, at least Gabby had the chance to meet his dad, but it's different that he was maybe not one of the few, but he was someone early on who did try to talk to both women and was interested in pursuing both for a minute until he kind of realized that you had to pick. So I think that's where I'm, I'm still a little bit like, yeah. what were your, why did you come on the show right now? Cause he's an attractive man who likely could come on the next season. If he just reached out to the producer and said, 
look, it's not a good time. I can't come right now. Right. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Well, and I think the other thing that was interesting, so we know that Gabby has some some family challenges. And again, like this this family that like is just being so vulnerable and open and it makes you fall in love with that family. Like and and I think she even said, like, I don't I I never thought I would be around a family like this. I mean, I think it was very impactful to her um, to see this group of people all sticking together and then hearing Eric talk about his mom and how, you know, how, what a great job she's done taking care of his dad. And so I, I think this is going to be a very difficult, it's going to make things really difficult because it made things very real quickly for her. Yeah, that's a good point. I think if some other connection happens to be stronger it would be pretty hard to send Eric home after meeting his family in that situation. And like you said, that's a pretty significant event and bonding that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that one just kind of ripped me up. I don't think we've ever seen one like that, like uh, an episode like that. And, and then knowing that his dad passed away in July, which I guess the good news about that is they were probably done taping. So hopefully he was home. Um, I assume he was home as well, but yes, that was something that, um, I, I had looked at his social media earlier and didn't really catch that his dad had passed. So I didn't really realize it until this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we go from that to this lovely family (laughs) to Rachel and Tina's day, Tino's day in California. And I have mixed feelings about this one because you know, some, some of the things their parents are saying aren't necessarily wrong, but give me, give me your rating on this, this date on the parents, how they handled it. Oh gosh. I think, I think the parents are frustrated with Tino going on this show, (laughs) but rather than take it out on Tino, they decided Rachel was going to be the target. I would say it probably ranks in my memory as the worst hometown that I've ever seen. Really? Wow. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because usually the parents understand that, okay, I, this isn't the first time we've heard skepticism. This isn't the first time this has happened, but they usually come, you know, they start with it and then they're like, all right, I trust you. I trust your decisions. There was none of that at all. <laughs> No, they really were like, well, you don't know anything about her. There's still other guys. And even when Rachel was trying to say what she liked about Tino, they were kind of like, okay. Like, it didn't seem like they were that impressed with her answers. It was a tough one to watch. Well, and again, I think Tino is the biggest douche. I do not (laughs) like him at all. I think he's playing a game. And I thought it was classic that the first thing he tells his parents is I got the first rose like you're gonna get a pat on the head or something I just... I would agree that at, especially when they when you know after the date happens and they're sitting on the bench this is when I really was like oh Tino you're trying to stick around for something right because he we all just watched Rachel get grilled and she is expressing that she does not feel like that went well. She does not feel good about this. She doesn't really know what to do. And he just sits there and he kind of dismisses it and says, what? They loved you. They adored you. And it was like, (laughs) 
<laughs> I, no, not at all. Or then he says, well, they were hard on me too. And it's kind of the same thing of, well, you're their son. So I think it's more, you know, they can maybe express that to you more than they should to me who they, they've never met me. And they just were not, they weren't really willing to hear Rachel out at all. But that yeah. all flipped when Tino says, but I love you. And Rachel completely Gross. forgot. This comes crawling right back. Gross. I, that's the bummer is that Rachel's, you know, like Michelle, I expected her, you know, I knew Michelle could make these decisions, although she didn't. But um, <laughs> Rachel, oh, yeah, I never thought that. <laughs> the no. way she was with Clayton, she was wrapped around Clayton day one and you know there wasn't a lot of you know discussion or anything there so yikes Uh, so i totally on how tino handled it i'm in in total agreement there but i guess my perspective probably because if you guys are saying this is the worst one you've seen then that's that's definitely saying something but for me i was kind of like not surprised that the parents were that way right like aren't you expecting at least one set of parents to be skeptical about the idea of this and how quickly you've met and ask you the tough questions and grill you? Like that's kind of that I would be going into this being like expecting that you're dating four people at once. You're ready to marry my son. You've known him for a month. Like all that kind of added up to me. So I was just surprised at how surprised she was and her being like, I didn't think I was going to make it out of there alive. Like I just thought that was kind of a lot. Um, granted, I mean, yeah, I would be upset. I'd be like, shit, that, that was tough. That didn't go well. You know, you compare it to another date where, you know, like Zach's, let's say where the family was a lot more receptive and I get why you'd be upset. I just, I feel like you could handle that better. I also think they were bringing up fair points of, okay, why do you like Tino? Her answer was bad. It was like, well, he's just got a great life view. He donated blood one time, which was just so kind of him. And he just cares about people. Like, what the hell are you talking about? That means nothing to me. Like, and, and I guess it, I'm, I'm going to stand on my soapbox for a second here because it's just underscores like how much I just don't love Rachel's character. She's so surface level. She likes Tino because he kisses her. And because he says he's in love with her. Like, that's why she likes Tino. He's very cute. It has nothing to do with, like, his actual personality. It's that she is in love with the idea of someone loving her. And, like, it doesn't matter who that person is as long as they're good looking and they kiss her and they, I don't know. And, like, that's, I I don't know. She just bothers me. And so then seeing how this all was handled and, like, how they were the parents were skeptical. Yeah. And then she said stuff that I was like, yeah, if I was a parent, I'd also be like, hmm, so you like him because he donated blood one time. Do you know anything about him other than that? And she was kind of like, yeah, he just is like such a great worldview. I was like, what does that mean? He's just so positive. Oh, like, I don't know. I just feel like that was so, that's so surface level. That's like how I would, if I had just met someone for the first time and was talking to my friends, like, what'd you think of him? I'd be like, yeah, she seems like he's a great worldview very positive dude that'd be like the first time i meet you not when i'm gonna marry you i'm sorry i agree that it's a great question um but i guess if i was gonna turn the tables on you how would you feel if dad and i were like how long have you two dated oh three months that's not enough i don't think you should be here yet like that's that's not okay i Uh, guess i guess the this is like just who I am. Like the logical part of me would be like, yeah, that is really short. Why the hell are we doing this? <laughs> three months, like three months. You're ready to get married after three months. If you guys didn't show some concern for me, I'd be 
a little bit, that'd be a red flag. Like, But would that be something I would do in front of your person or would I maybe fair. talk to you on the fair. side? So I think that's, that's their failure. Do they like- have the opportunity to do that though? I, my assumption is this is the only time they get to talk. I mean, granted they shouldn't, to your point, talk to Tino about it. Don't grill yep. Rachel. Fair. Yep. But like, I don't think they can be like, Hey Tino, we'll, we'll text you later. We'll, we'll get on a, a call and we'll talk about how you're being a dumbass. Like, this is kind of their sole opportunity is my interpretation. I think yeah. that's generally true. And Luke, I don't, from my impression of Rachel, I was never the biggest fan of her last season. I wasn't particularly excited when she was announced, but then she kind of turned it around for me at the beginning of the season. I think she just takes the role of bachelorette so seriously in the yeah. same way that Clayton did of, right. She said, I don't know if I'm being the best bachelorette for them. And, I think she thinks that all these dates have to go great. And when they're not meeting this expectation that she has in her head, she kind of freaks out and gets emotional. And in this case, I think it's even worse because Tino is clearly the front runner. He's clearly the one that's like at the lead of it all. So when his family of all the families is unsure, I'm assuming she just does not even know what to do with herself at this point. I think that, yeah, I think that's very accurate. Well, and it kept coming. I think that was the hard part. Like, it wasn't just a little bit of skepticism. Like, you know, I'm a little skeptical, but, you know, tell me why this is going to work for you. Or there was just no kindness. It was just brutal. Uh, and there, I Kim said this at the beginning. They're mad at Tino. They took it out on both of them. Right. But we saw them take it out on Rachel more. All right, but... Wasn't so I get it, but wasn't Rachel's dad the one who is known to grill the dudes that she brings home? So I just am like, like, what when why was that one okay? Like, it was cool when he yeah. did it. I don't know. Why did this feel different? That's a great question. That's that's I mean, I will say at the end of his, he was like, Hey, I like you. You know, if I shake your hand, you're you're in good graces. His dad or her, her dad with Clayton handled it better, but like. I, I think for me, it wasn't that I agree with you guys. Maybe they, the parents could have handled it better. I'm just shocked at how surprised she was. Like, this should not come as a shock that someone is skeptical of this silly process. Like, it that makes sense to me. Yeah, That's a good point. I'm, I'm, my guess is that even though Avon told us in the last episode, oh, yeah, one time my dad didn't like my girlfriend, then my mom didn't like him. They don't tend to like the girls I bring home. My guess is that the opposite is going to happen and that next week we're going to see Avon's parents really love Rachel. And then all of a sudden that's where there might be a switch of, well, Tino's family didn't like me, but Avon's did. And she said some good things about him. So she's still keeping her eye on him or he's still in the running. But that's where I think is going to happen because I, I just think this what happened with Tino's family. I'm not sure if she'll be able to get past it. Yeah. I don't I'm also, so I'm always curious as to what the actual chronological events of these hometowns are. Cause I feel like if I'm a producer, that's a super easy way to like make things more interesting is just put them in a specific order so that, you know, the audience does the highs and lows at the right time. So I'm curious, like was Tino's the last one was Tino's the first one? Like how does this kind of put her, how is her mentality going into the rest of these? And maybe we'll see that with Avon next time. She'll be like, so last night with Tino's parents went really bad, but tonight. And if so, then that answers that. But I, I don't know. I'm just curious, like where her head's going to be at coming out of all these hometowns. 
Well, I do know we got a little bit of insight when she saw Tyler because she had had a good date before Tyler. So she knew she's like, that's, I think that's what she told him. She said, you know, I, I had another day and I knew what level I needed to be at and we're just not there. So I think a date happened before Tyler. I do think they can mess the orders. Of sure. And, and maybe they don't. I'm just, that's my like assumption, but maybe they don't. Yeah. But I can't imagine she would have said Rachel that Tino's was a good day. No. <laughs> no. And you, I was thinking geographically, Zach and Tino were both in California and Tyler's mm-hmm. on the other side of the country. So, I mean, logically, you would think that both the California dates were back to back. I'm not yeah. sure where Avon's from, but there could have been some rearranging in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, th- I found these last two dates very different than what we've seen in the past um, for very different reasons. I also will say that I would like to have them cut down to just three one-on-ones instead of four, because there's always the one guy that they bring that they're not that interested in all the time. And I would just like these hometowns to be like really more in depth. And so I'm rallying to be like, let's just do three hometowns. Let's not do four. Let's do two fantasy suites, not three. Gets everybody in a lot less hot water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thought. And, it seems like most people at this point are probably only really deciding between two people. If not, they already have their person in mind. So yeah. Why kind of have that extra person there who is being impacted in a big way when they're not really in consideration for the end. Yeah. I am bummed that uh, Avon's date wasn't blocked into here. Cause I feel like no matter how they do it on Monday, he's going to get the, you know, there's just so we've had so much to process on these five dates and then he's just kind of this afterthought and then they're doing men tell all. I hope that's not the case because I think some of the previews do show Avon being, you know, still in, in play. I mean, there's some footage that we've seen on previews that we haven't seen yet. So maybe this will go well, but. I honestly, I kind of forget about him from time to time and it's not because (laughs) I don't think there's a connection. It just, I don't know. Tino just seems like the obvious person. So I forget that he's still in the running. I thought the breakup was weird though, or the the distribution of the episode was weird because I don't, or just make it a three hour episode. It just felt weird to have one date on the outside. Like they couldn't keep two for the next episode. Even felt a little odd or just do Rachel week one, Gabby week two. I mean, it's not like they haven't added extra footage when stuff is really interesting. We've had that happen before. Right. So I, yeah, kind of weird. I mean, I, the mental all, I really don't know what they're going to talk about for so much because there hasn't been that much drama between the men, actually. So maybe they just didn't have enough footage for the actual mental all that was worth the two hours. I could see yeah. that. That could be. That could be. Well, it will be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, that preview really threw me for a loop. So. I'm yeah, gonna, Mom, we're going to get to see pretty soon or your favorite part of the most awkward interaction between Fantasy Suite guys. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it is classic be- when they have to ask how the date went and no one's really interested in knowing how the date went. <laughs> uh, I, I really do hate that so much. So let's just kind of walk through. So we have um, 
Men Tell All, then Fantasy Suites. So there's just three more episodes and then Paradise is right after it, I think. I think you're right with that. Paradise is definitely coming soon, so we must finish up soon. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, yeah, I've i changed my thoughts about the end of the season so many times. At the beginning, I thought Rachel might walk away single. I kind of think Gabby might walk away single. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I would love if these two got in relationships that worked out for them. But for some reason, this season strikes me as one where there will not ultimately be a marriage at the end. I think Rachel will get engaged. I hope if, if, you know, who knows, they tell us things in previews and they're never true. Um, I could see Gabby getting together with somebody after the show quit taping. I could kind of see that, um, especially because she had all, all of them aren't, you know, no, nobody wants to get married. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully good, something good happens for Gabby. And before we jump off, I just want to like talk for two more seconds about they released all the cast lists for paradise yesterday. And I, there's some interesting ones on there. There's some good ones on there. Then there's some, I don't even know who they are. Uh, but Michael is on there, which I kind of love, except for that. I think this is going to be another Joe um, Serena situation. Cause most of the women that are cast are very young. Yeah. So I think, I think that's an interesting move. I don't know on his part or their part, but hopefully it's good. Was there anybody that you saw in casting that you were like surprised at? You know, I don't know if I've seen the full list, but I know I saw some of them and there was one that I just don't know if anyone's going to remember her at all. And I think her name is Lace or Lacey. Yeah, I don't know who that is. And Kaylee's like, you should know who that is. I do not remember her. She is, I believe, from Chris Soul's season. And she went on to, for sure, one, maybe two of the early seasons of Paradise. Um, And realistically, she's probably age appropriate for Michael or some of these older men that may be on there. But I just don't know if anyone's going to actually know who she is anymore. Yeah. A lot I of thought Shanae was on there, which will be interesting too. Shanae's on there. Yes. I mean, we're going to watch Paradise for Shanae. I mean, that's just, that's just going to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> also, mom, on that note, can you, or on a slightly different note, can you upload that video you sent me of the, uh, the like Jesse's casting calls onto oh my our gosh. Instagram are, story? Hilarious. Are they hilarious. terrible? Kim, they it's are like, funny. The have whole, you like, seen those? Pump your yeah. boyfriend. He's a loser. <laughs> So funny. Yes, I will upload that because that's hilarious. Um, Absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to how this ends. Of course, it's not going to end the way we think it is. But Kim, thank you so much for joining us again. It's always fun to have you because you have so much great insight into it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank yeah, you for having me again. It. Happy to come on whenever. Excellent. Well, we'll have to have you for sure for Paradise. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I always that I think that is my favorite now I think that one is just so much more fun because it has so much more options so I'm looking forward to that it'll be a good season it's always a good time yeah well thank you again Kim and we will catch you guys next week for some Avon and Mentel all reactions so yeah bye I'm not the kind of girl that you're taking pictures with that you're seeing in the daylight not the kind of girl that you're eating
breakfast with that you're talking about to your friends. Not the kind of girl you bring home to mama.